0: Welcome into Texans All Access on a Tuesday. It's Week 13. Texans back at home against oh the Cleveland Browns. I'm DP City along with Mark Vandermeer. We're gonna hold it down. And it's so funny, Mark. Mark's laughing. Oh the Browns. The last few weeks I've been promoting ticket sales for our next home game. Yeah, and it's so funny. It's like eh, Deshaun Watson and the and the Browns. You might want to see it. Mm -hmm. HoustonTexans.com/slash/tickets. Um, he was reinstated. Yes, yesterday. So it is happening. (laughs) It's actually happening.
1: (laughs) Yeah, it's happening. And Kevin Stefanski was asked yesterday during his press conference, did you consider not playing him because it's Houston? And it was just a one-word answer, no.
0: Right. I mean, this is perfectly set up for Deshaun Watson to come back.
1: Is it, though, because he's coming back from a two-year layoff. Right. And it's live NFL bullets, so to speak for the first time since he played Tennessee to cap the 2020 season. I mean, this feels like 100 years ago to me. And that's yeah. the last time he saw real game action. Preseason is one thing. This is another. And you're in this building where he will be booed mercilessly. Do you agree? Yeah, it's
0: yeah, I, I think so, unless there's Browns fans that are there to cheer him on. There will be some
1: Browns fans. There will be
0: some Browns fans, but I think... You know, I was listening to Payne and Pendergast this morning. They had Ross Tucker on promoting his podcast. And they were asking him about this matchup. But he wanted to ask them what people in Houston thought about Deshaun Watson returning. And I was listening with interest because I think it's just such a complicated feeling that everyone has about him that I wanted to know how you would verbalize. And I thought they did a really good job of saying that the saga dragged on so long it took forever that people are just exhausted by it. And I think that with the way the season's gone so far with the Texans, you know, losing like that's kind of the main focal point right now. It's actually taken a lot of the attention off the fact that it's Deshaun Watson. It's not like the Texans are playing for a playoff spot or, you know, this game's going to make or break their season. Unfortunately, that's just not where this team is right now heading into week 13. So I think that's overshadowed a lot of the Deshaun Watson stuff. But I think the feeling is just exhausted. I think the entire, the fact that, you know, I went back and I count, I you know, you do those calculator counters, like between January 3rd, 2021 to December 4th, 2022. Right. How many days has it been? It's exactly 700 days Ooh. since Deshaun Watson last played in a regular season game. And it was here. It was against the Titans. It was the regular season finale. And like, no one thought that this is where we would be.
1: No No chance. one thought
0: it's going to be two years before he sees the field again.
1: And it will be in this stadium. The in same this stadium. stadium.
0: <laughs> the same and it's funny because I'm going to interview Nathan Zagura for enemy sidelines and I'm going to ask him about Deshaun Watson. And yet we were actually the ones that covered his last game. Right. Like we've seen way more Deshaun Watson football than they have mm-hmm. with him under center. So, you know, I I it's like you almost just want this week to be over with because I don't like that the spotlight is on the fact that he's returning after everything that Transpired here in this organization. It was good when it was good. Yep. But when it was bad, it was bad. Right. And, and I'm was, saying that as someone that's covered him from like day one through his Pro yeah. Bowls, but also just seeing just what's happened to this team, you know, after last year and, sure. and the holdout and, you know, just going through the draft. I think the day that he was finally traded was a sigh of relief for a lot of people here.
1: Absolutely. It
0: seems too soon.
1: And it seemed like it took forever because it did. Because we thought it could happen in training camp 2021. Then maybe by the trade deadline 2021. No. And then finally in the offseason, and I credit Nick Casario for holding out, waiting. And it wasn't, you know, there were various things involved in the amount of time it did take because legalities had to be, I don't want to use the word settled, but they had to be sort of played out, right? That there was going to be no criminal investigation any longer, that there will be no criminal charges, no indictment. And that really helped things along. There was sort of this release of, okay, it's time to make the trade, right? And that's when all the suitors came along and made the trade. And then it just got hot and heavy again with the civil suits, right? Right. And the article came out that it was 66 different therapists that he visited not after all he, accusing after he him was traded right right that was after he was Because yeah. actually
0: then i was reading it with like it, you know like, hey. just like, in, in, like a bystander like oh yeah. what is this now Whereas, not
1: accusations from 66 no, but at least
0: as that many therapists
1: they knew about right which is amazing to me but anyway uh look there's a lot to it as we all know and you said it very well when it was good it was good you know, it was really good. You won a playoff game in 2019. You went to the playoffs in 2018. You had a nine-game winning streak. He was part of all that here.
0: Even the losses were fun.
1: The losses you, sometimes were fun. They you were... saw
0: him growing week to week. but um, Still you know, painful, though. 2020, when you go back and you look at the numbers he had and the fact that the team only won four games, it still was mind-boggling.
1: It was. Know? Look, there were times, there were a few games that year, and when you revisit some of them, and I've looked through some of them, you see that, all right, they had a couple of fumbles late against the Colts. You Mm -hmm. know, they're point-blank range. They cough it up with chances to take the lead or tie. Uh, You look at the Titans game here, the last game he played here. You left the field with, was it a lead or a tie? But anyway, the Titans drove down the field to kick that field goal to hit the upright and the crossbar and went in. Ouch, that hurt a lot. Uh, There were some other moments as well where, uh, but, but that- he had a lot, of, a lot of numbers, but they got yeah. slow starts. And defensively, they weren't on their game. And it wasn't like he played great all the time that year, even though he led the league in passing. But obviously, the Browns did enough homework for their case, and they have him. DP, I think the weird thing, or one of the weird things, would have been had he not made the request, had he still been a oh, Texan yeah. when the accusations come out, How are we feeling here in and outside the building, in the Houston market, about this quarterback and everything he's being accused of? And everybody had an opinion anyway, but the opinions would have been that much stronger if he was still a Houston Texan. I know he stayed in the building for another year, but we all know he wasn't going to be here, right? But if you wanted him to be here and he wanted to be here and you had to go through all of that as an organization and a fan base and everything that would result from that, Man, that would have been wild and it tough, would have, it difficult. It would have been weird,
0: yeah, to read all the accusations and then know that he's going to come back. I think it's weird in Cleveland. I think that they were really mixed about it when the tra- – because, you know, the trade, it was such a weird uh, – even the, the way the trade went down was so weird. It was during spring break, and I was mm. in a car driving with my family to Florida, and I'm like, I know – We've waited for so long it's for this trade to like, get right It's gonna happen right now. It's gonna happen right now. So I made us listen the entire way there. <laughs> and the the, the the kids were like, Mom, he's not being traded. I'm like, But it's gonna happen. So. Any minute. Any minute. And of course, it, as soon as we got out of the car, like the next day it happened. But, you know, I, I thought it's gonna be Atlanta. What was it, Atlanta? Carolina was out of it. Mm-hmm. Um, New Orleans. Yeah. And then Cleveland was out of it. Yeah. And then you thought it was going to come down to I Atlanta,
1: think, Carolina. I Atlanta, thought Atlanta, New Orleans, maybe. Maybe. But whatever the case is, it ended up being Cleveland for Cleveland $230 Cleveland Dark Horse million. came
0: out of it. And it's he gets traded to Cleveland. And then everyone in Cleveland is now reading about all these reports. Yeah.
1: They might not have deep dived into it. The not the way, way we had. Yeah. So they start diving into it. And a lot of people are appalled in Cleveland that they made the deal because everybody's got an opinion, right? And I'm still wondering how certain individuals in the locker room in Cleveland feel about it. I don't know, but I think about these things. How do those guys feel about it? Not everybody. Some feel a certain way. Does that affect things on the field? I don't know. I mean, all the reviews that you hear about are good out of that building, but who knows how people really feel. And we're all eager to see what the results are. And the Texans obviously can affect the situation because they're across the line of scrimmage from him.
0: But the domino effect that came out of that, when you when you say like, how did the locker room feel? Baker Mayfield, obviously, look, no longer with the Browns. Yeah. Matt Ryan. Matt yeah. Ryan got himself out of the out of the Atlanta because He was so unhappy that they came so close to trading for him. They didn't even get him, and they had to trade their quarterback away. Like, how crazy is that? It
1: affected a lot of things, didn't it? It affected
0: so many dominoes of quarterbacks who were like, I cannot believe that you're going to make this sort of a push for a guy that's got all these allegations when I am here in the building.
1: What would happen to Carolina had he agreed to go there? Matt Rule coaching the team. They're not doing so well. Hey, the Browns aren't doing so well right now, okay? They're 3-7. and It's no, oh, four, four and seven. They won. They just beat yeah, uh, the Bucks. Four and seven. Let's say Carolina's four and seven right now, and he's being reinstated, not against the Houston Texans, but he's being reinstated. Is Matt Rule still there, knowing that you have that Deshaun he's Watson on the way? Yeah, I don't oh, definitely.
0: know. I definitely think Probably
1: so. still there. Well, hey, the coach had a rough go of it.
0: We're waiting for Deshaun. Waiting like,
1: for the quarterback. Yeah. Now, Stefanski, I'm not putting that on him. He had a good year two years ago. They won a playoff game for the first time in forever for the Cleveland Browns since they re-entered Cleveland as an expansion team in 1999. That was their first playoff win. So but last he was, year, he's go on the,
0: he was on the hot seat.
1: I, I think so. And look, maybe, maybe he still should be, you know, they enter this season. Now they have Jacoby Brissett. What would the Browns plan be? Had they not gotten Watson? If he said, no, I don't want it. I'm going to go elsewhere. What would they do? A quarterback? Would, would they Baker have, have stayed?
0: would Baker have stayed I
1: doubt they would want Baker anyway at that point look you flirted heavily with you know you wanted him now it was like yeah. it would be it would have been a Matt Ryan kind of deal but they ultimately traded sure. Baker Mayfield maybe they wouldn't have traded him I don't know Maybe they would maybe they would have gotten more for Baker Mayfield because the leverage was in favor yeah. of the trade partner because hey, you guys got Deshaun, you have to trade Baker Mayfield. So Yeah,
0: and you know you know that Baker wants out of there, so you don't yeah. really have to give him a whole lot and, to and get they, him out of there. They
1: were clear that they didn't want him, and it looks like they were right about that. But we'll see if they're right about this. You know, their whole thing is we're gonna have him forever. It's not just about this year. How do you even sat that sat out the whole season? They were the fans, media, there. They were saying, look, it's worth it for a franchise quarterback for the next decade. But what if he gets
0: hurt? What if I, he gets I hurt? Agree. It's, it's like a all lot of that money. guaranteed money. Mm-hmm. I mean, you look at the Rams right now. The Rams have won, what, three games right now?
1: Yeah, three. Okay,
0: so the Rams, they've given up all this draft capital. Matthew Stafford's hurt. Like, what are they going to do?
1: Oh, they're like, in... Like, what are they, they going to do? They are in deep trouble. What
0: are the Cardinals going to do?
1: Because the F-them picks, right? Yeah. Now, all right, you don't have picks.
0: You won a Super Bowl. That's great. But oh, that,
1: which is great. That's great. Okay. But okay. you have an aging let's, Stafford. Let's preface
0: it with that. Okay.
1: You have an aging Stafford. Aaron Donald's hurt right now. Uh, this year <laughs> appears to be over for them as far as playoff possibilities. And I don't know where they go from here. Is Stafford back next year? I, I would assume mm-hmm. so. But that was a big deal that they made with Detroit because they had to give Detroit what they gave them draft capital wise, because Detroit was taking the Jared Goff contract. Yeah. But look at Detroit. They're doing better than the Rams right now. And they've got the
0: number three overall pick right Hmm. now, right now, if the the season, if the season ends, the draft order is Texans bears and then Detroit via the Rams pick.
1: Where are you, where are you getting this from? By the way, do you go to, tankathon.com uh, <laughs> by Twitter. the way Twitter
0: Twitter is always posting draft orders after every single week I love
1: week. tankathon.com tankathon.com It's like in real time it's posting the draft order Texans number 1 Chicago 2 and you're right the Rams but it goes to Detroit number 3 So how about De-
0: number 4 Seahawks via Denver
1: Oh boy that's that's a mess. Like I think
0: all these teams that made big deals for quarterbacks mm-hmm. in the off season, It's just worked out horribly. Well, it's
1: risky. And I I heard Payne and Pendergast talking about this as well. You know, you look at it with Denver doesn't work with the Colts and Matt Ryan doesn't work. Didn't work with Carson Wentz the way they wanted it to last year, although they went nine and eight, didn't they? That seems like a Super Bowl season compared to what they're going through right now. It
0: it does. Although they lost. All they had to do was win in Jacksonville. Mm
1: -hmm. It did did work with Stafford, but for one year, and that's all we got right now. Mm -hmm. You're not ready to put dirt on that yet, but we'll see. Again, next year, they'll have to bring him back and see how it goes. But you know, at the very least, they'll have insurance that they like at the quarterback position. Everybody's got to have a backup they like. And by the way, Cleveland is picking 10th, meaning Houston gets Cleveland's pick and it's number 10 as we stand. It was the seven Browns, a few weeks ago. I, well, the like Browns winning against the Buccaneers really hurt. It
0: really dropped them.
1: But the Texans, again, if the Texans pull one out on Sunday, you not only, well, you don't, I know, I hate to use this terminology, but you're not going to jeopardize the number one pick. I don't want to say it like that, DP. Well, you
0: can't. You can't because you're now, You you've. Well, I think with uh, the Colts mm-hmm. losing last night and, um you know all these teams that were like two win teams, three win teams. Yeah. They're like it's like there's there's you've got a couple of games. But here's the, the thing, you can still win a few games, and I think you're still going to get the number yeah, one but pick you, but, at this rate. but
1: here's the thing, if if people are rooting for the number one pick, and this is something I never root for the team to lose, I will never ever no. ever root for the Texas lose. It actually goes
0: against I think every grain in your body when you're covering a team and you're watching them. You still even at the end, even at the end against Miami. Like I, I was just oh, like, yeah. I'm like, why am I, why am I rooting now for them to make it a one score game? Like, oh you yeah, know, you, you, you logically cannot be talk yourself out of it.
1: No, you want things to you, be better. That's do. all it is because it's. The, com-
0: I think for the players and the coaches, just because we're around them every single day, and you it's think competition. You, it's, just want to have a win to talk about.
1: Look, you'd love to have that choice of the number one pick, but you don't want to strive for that. If it falls that way, it falls sure. that way. You deal with it. But look. There are, what, three three-win teams right now with Chicago, the Rams, and Denver. Now, you have the tie. So <laughs> if you get to three yeah. wins, that changes things because you'll actually have a better winning percentage than a team that has three wins and no ties, right? That's three and 14. You'll be three thirteen and one. We don't have to talk about that right now. I don't, you know. Actually, that's two more the tie, wins in the Browns. Right how now. the
0: tie factors into it? It is at the end of the season. I think that's that might muddy things up a little bit. But how about the Cleveland Browns? They're four and seven. They still think that there's a playoff push for them. Well, and they've they've only won three more games than the Texans.
1: Okay, so do you want to play the game of going through the Cleveland Browns schedule? Alright? Yeah, do it. Let's let me, do it. let me just show you. So, obviously, playing the Texans this weekend, Deshaun Watts, Watson makes his debut. Then, they will go to the Bengals the following week. Bengals are pretty hot right now. That's going to be a tough game for them. Ravens at Cleveland, December 18th, a week later. You don't know what to expect from the Ravens right now. They're capable, seemingly, of beating anybody in the NFL. They're also capable of losing to the Jaguars at a Trevor Lawrence last-minute drive. <laughs> credit them for putting that together, but that's but they're 7-4. and four. Both
0: Baltimore and Cincinnati are 7-4 and four yeah. in ba- that division.
1: Baltimore can play very well. Everybody's going to get up for a divisional game. Yeah. Then the That's Browns true. have the Saints on Christmas Eve when the Texans will be in Nashville to play the Titans. The Browns will host the Saints. Mm, I don't know. The Saints, look, they, they can give you a game, but it's a rough go for them right now. Who knows what they're going to be like in a few weeks. Then they'll go to the Commanders a suddenly, maybe not so suddenly, gradually suddenly tough team, and we saw it up close and personal, yeah. and now they're two games above 500, so that's a tough game for them. Then at the Steelers, the Steelers might be fighting for 8-9, 9-8 and nine, nine and at that time. Look, I was pulling for them last night. I was a Steelers fan last night. They last night you were a Steeler fan? Indianapolis Colts, come on, beat them, baby. You know, when the Colts woke up in the third quarter, I thought, uh-oh, don't let it happen, but then the Steelers went to work. I, it's it funny
0: because nice. I... I- watch those games, and then I want to cheer for the Colts. I want to cheer against the Colts, but then actually you should want to cheer for the Colts. Why? If to stay
1: out of your draft lane? To stay
0: out of the draft lane. Yeah, yeah. but the
1: Steelers could get there, too. They could be down. Now, they could. But the Colts will be looking for a but quarterback. But you don't want a quarterback
0: in your division coming out of this draft class, do you?
1: Because oh, they're that's, that's, that's good,
0: definitely where they're going.
1: Well, the, you're right. They could end up with a good quarterback, and you don't want the Colts to have a good quarterback. So right. there's a lot to root for and against. But... It's complicated. I find, I find it difficult to root for the Colts in any situation, <laughs> unless they're playing the Jags or the Titans. And you need one of those two teams to win for a division title, which probably won't be the case this year. So, so I'm thinking that uh, they have to lose no matter what. I don't care about where the draft stuff lies because it's such a crap shoot. And that's why people who root for the number one pick, I'll always come out and say, really look, I'm, if I'm drafting, yeah, all right, I'll take the number one pick, but I won't strive for the number one pick ever because you don't know. Yeah. When was the last time a quarterback? Let's just take the position quarterback went number one overall, who was a sure thing going in and lived up to it. Mm. Andrew Luck, right? Yeah. That until what?
0: Wa- until he wasn't.
1: Until he wasn't, right? That was 2012. Andrew Ooh. Luck, number one overall it pick was of 10 the draft. Years ago. Yes, and he was. You know, the sure thing, I'm putting that in air quotes, going in, and he lived up to it. I mean, year one, they're in the playoffs. They go 11-5, and and they beat the Texans in the last game of the regular season to knock the Texans out of a bye. I mean, it was a phenomenal year for them overall. So, and the following year, well, the following year, eh, and then... The year after that, they're in the AFC Championship game. Andrew Luck, year three in the AFC Championship game. So, Andrew Luck was awesome. He just got racked up and retired early for a franchise quarterback. But you would take the chance, right? Yeah. Everybody Absolutely. else, you know, when you look at James Winston, when you look at Jared Goff, you don't have that. You don't have number one picks panning out, really, to be but the guy. Joe Burrow, yeah. though, looks pretty good to me. So, that's nice. But it's, you know, he went to a Super Bowl, so a lot of teams would take that and take a bunch of years of frustration. But I, I
0: think this is a very different draft class than, like, the last time the Texans had the number one overall pick, which in 2013, 2014, the 2014 draft, which was – There five, wasn't a
1: quarterback. I,
0: there wasn't a quarterback. Texans had the number one overall pick, and there were all this – everybody was sort of like, as my high school kids would say, mid. Mm-hmm. Everyone was mid. All the quarterbacks were mid. Right. They were, like, average. Wait, they were did meh. they
1: say mid? They say or... mid. Like, not, not... – I thought they said meh, M-E-H.
0: No, now it's Mid. You say mid, it's like average. All right, like mid level, I guess. I if, if That's I to abbreviate mid- all something, right, I'm gonna
1: have to get a hold. They of tell this. me not
0: to say it, but they're not. They're you know. They, they're don't not say it. Right now. Mom, they're like mom. Don't say mid. You are don't so Don't say square. sus when something is suspicious or suspect. I'm like it's the same word. I've just shortened it. I like like I can say more in less time.
1: Do you call your kid dude ever? Like hey dude.
0: I call them bro sometimes because they call each other bro and they call me bro, and I hate <laughs> that I call them bro. Because I just, you know, when you're just around kids, you just pick up their, you just pick up their, their linguistics sometimes. It's awful.
1: That is good. Yeah. That is good.
0: Anyway, I don't even know how we got to this. When did
1: the youngest, well, when did the youngest, how old is the youngest My now? My youngest Jusher? is
0: 12. Yeah. He's in sixth When did he
1: grade. stop calling you mommy or does he still sometimes?
0: No, he doesn't call me mommy. And that yeah. was probably a couple years ago. Probably around the time when we stopped holding hands in public.
1: Okay. That's a tough street. time, isn't it? That's,
0: I would say that's third grade-ish.
1: Third, fourth grade. Yeah. Yeah.
0: I I think that maybe he did a little bit longer because he was the baby, but probably third, fourth grade. Yeah, around that time.
1: Yeah, because now the 16-year-old is like, dad, dad, (laughs) what do you think of? What do you think of Mechie, dad? He loves Mechie. Loves Mechie? Loves Mechie. Wants a Mechie jersey. Loves Mechie. Can't wait for Mechie to play. Uh, the whole Same. thing. Yeah. <laughs>
0: All right. Well, speaking of Mechie, we, we've seen Mechie quite a bit, like at the games, mm-hmm. in the building. I see him in the locker room. When they open up the locker room to the media, I see Mechie in there at least a few times a week.
1: That's it's great. It's fantastic. And my and, cause, my cleats.
0: And now my cause, my cleats. We brought it full circle. Uh, my cause, my cleats is this Sunday. The Texans will, and, and players across the league will support causes very near and dear to their hearts. And a number of players, it's up on HoustonTexans.com. Drew Doherty wrote a story uh, the the wide receivers, wide receivers coach Ben McDaniels, and a lot of the rookies actually are wearing these orange um cleats in support of John Mechie, orange being the color of leukemia awareness. So it's one of the many causes being supported this week through the Texans, but I think that's just such a big one. And I even tweeted out a picture of all the orange cleats of all the players supporting Mechie. It's It's really fantastic, and it's. I got to retweet that.
1: That's uh, that's really great stuff. And we had Jalen Camp on the Players Show talking about that a little bit as well. You know, he's on the practice squad, but he's you know he's been elevated this year. Had a catch against the Philadelphia Eagles, and it's just great to see those guys stick together for each other. Uh, and Mechie himself, man, the video we put out of the guys showing him the cleats. Oh, yeah, for on the, the first field, time. Mm. It's uh, it's getting dusty in here. That video is something to behold on HoustonTexans.com, Texans app, Texans social media platforms. Today we put it out there and it's very cool stuff. I like my cause my cleats. Now you have it going on too, right? I
0: do because they actually opened it up to the staff this year for the first time, which I thought mm-hmm. was so so wonderful. I I mean, we've been covering my cause my cleats for several years now. And uh, I I volunteer with an organization called Calsa Aid, which they just do human humanitarianism across the globe, but a lot of work here in Houston with like be a resource for CPS kids or Houston Food Bank and you know like women's shelters and homeless shelters. So I just wanted to support, just do what you can in your little corner of the world.
1: Yes, well that's what this thing is all about. It's about amplifying that whatever your cause is, whatever your and yours was. Junior Achievement. You've I've been done on the, the board, board with them for,
0: for a while. Yeah,
1: yeah, I've been on the board of directors here, Southeast Texas Junior Achievement, and it is um, it's just a joy to be involved with them. I do my golf tournament every spring. Oh yes, by you do. And STH Manufacturing, and <laughs> I don't you do to- like
0: it's like a golf. Um, golf season for you because like right, right around that time oh, yeah. there's all these like charity golf every tournaments week every and week. like you're out every single week for yet another charity golf tournament Listen, like, it it's must all be for a really cause, i need to learn how to play golf
1: it's all for the job and the cause db there's no enjoyment here of course <laughs> no
0: none uh, beautiful april day in houston
1: that's at south shore harbor i do the partners invitational for the texans i do the uh, texans charity classic yep. and maybe one or two others along the way oh brothers in arms i've been doing that one lately andre and Warren Moon and Vince Young and Patty Smith, they put that together for scholarships. So, yeah, golf for a cause is fun, but it's always a scramble. But I, I say that I say, but as if that's a bad thing. It's actually a good thing, it's a fun thing, but it's also fun to play your own ball. But
0: you're good at golf. Like, you've been playing golf for uh, a long time. I'm only
1: slightly above average. You and Vanderweif. Uh, she's she's now? played very rarely she's a great athlete like when she gets out there she shoots well and it's very disappointing to me <laughs> because she's that good an athlete
0: that's a great couple sport to do a couple's golf we should probably do yeah. more
1: of it yeah yeah she plays tennis though
0: i told my husband he's um he really shouldn't take up golf
1: because you don't want to...
0: I was like, it's it's a real big time suck. Like, I would wait.
1: It is I'd amazingly... wait until the kids are out of
0: the house and then do it.
1: Yes. You're not going to have
0: time to be good right now.
1: It's time consuming all the way. Golf should be 12 holes. I've said this before. 12 yeah. holes, not 18.
0: Well, he wanted a hobby, so then he started weightlifting. So his goal was to put on like 10 pounds of oh, muscle. Oh, is he like
1: a... Well, I just saw so he, him last week. Oh, yeah, he's buff.
0: He's put on 10... Uh, like, 10 I'm like, pounds? He put on like 10 pounds of muscle.
1: He's always been in tremendous shape.
0: But, but thin, like not big. Yeah, I
1: know, but so what?
0: Yeah, I, exactly. He's in great shape. He's like, for you trying to gain weight. There's
1: no there's no beer keg on him, okay? No, no, He's his, got a six-pack. He always has. Well,
0: and I think he took the time that he would be playing golf and, like, divided it by, like, 50 and then <laughs> used that time towards lifting weights, and that's his hobby well, until I he did was talking that,
1: golf. If I only did that. I was like, like, that's so golf.
0: productive of you. Yeah. I should take my free time and, like, you know, cook or do something like that. But yet I don't. I just watch Netflix and TV. So,
1: yeah. Well, you cover an NFL team. And and also that.
0: Yeah. We've also got more on that because the Texans are taking on the Cleveland Browns on Sunday. And we've actually got some news to get to some injury updates and uh, some fun facts from just around the NFL. That's all coming up. Let's take a break. We'll be right back with more Texans All Access. Welcome back, Texans All Access. We're discussing week 13 as the Texans. Host the Browns and Mark I was I was looking the last time these two teams played each other which was not that long ago as week two of last season Tyrod Taylor and Baker Mayfield were the starting quarterbacks yeah like that's crazy to me that was just last year
1: well it's funny because we were talking with Nick Casario Johnny and I and Johnny was saying yeah we played him and he was going over the years in 21 I'm thinking we played them last year and I, and I remembered, of course, week two, and that was the game where Mills came in at the half after Tyrod, Tyrod got Tyrod had
0: thrown that touchdown, oh, and man. we were just so disappointed to see him go down, and then and Mills came in.
1: It seems like a 1,000 years ago that that happened. Yeah. And it, it was in NFL was. terms, because things change so quickly in this league. For some teams, they don't. For others, they do. And for these two franchises, they have.
0: Yeah, quarterbacks change, obviously, for both teams, and now here comes uh, Deshaun Watson and the Browns here. But one thing that hasn't changed, Nick Chubb. And uh, Nick, Chubb, how about the fact that he's rushed for over a 1,000 yards on 200 carries? Ooh. He averages 5.2 yards per attempt. He's got 12 rushing touchdowns, which leads the AFC. It's second in the NFL. And they've only won four games. And they just won the fourth one on Sunday. I have a hard time wrapping my head around Nick Chubb and how great he's been for that offense.
1: Yeah. And, and the that they, deep... they
0: couldn't win more games than that. With And six of his games were 100-yard rushing yep. games. Yeah.
1: Right. I mean, to have over 1,000 yards right now, that's very strong. Remember last year only seven players had over 1,000 yards? I think this year you're going to have a lot more than that. Running games are so in right now because Barkley's right behind them. Miles Sanders, Dalvin Cook, 841, uh, injury issues. Justin Fields, well, injury issues there. Mm -hmm. Wow, quarterback is number seven in the league, and he's hurt. Uh, Damian Pierce is still ninth in the NFL after two weeks where he got basically nothing. So I want to see more production there. We all do. You want to see that running game get cranked up. That's really going to help you out. But yeah, Nick Chubb is so dangerous. And as we talk about Watson and everything, that's the guy. I don't want to say that's the guy you really have to watch out for, but that is equally important. Their ground game, because if I'm Stefanski, I'm not going to put the game in Watson's hands from the get-go. He's probably going to design some bootlegs and get him going, some easy throws just to get his confidence going, get him back into the NFL flow. But he's going to try to ground and pound with Nick Chubb and go from there. Because if they can run it, they will run it. Texans better be ready for that.
0: You think you'll we'll see a lot of designed runs with Deshaun Watson?
1: No, I don't think you'll Not see yet. too many. No, no. Why would like, you? Like when you're
0: paying that much money to a quarterback.
1: Could you imagine? Oh my, oh, my gosh. Goodness. Like we're like, yes, we could <laughs> actually. <laughs> That's terrible. That's terrible. Oh, no, uh, yeah, I'm still thinking say, about it mean? now. Um,
0: I think he should rest for the rest of the
1: year, honestly. so. I said that there. about
0: Chase Young, when we played, uh, not that it helped, we played the Commanders. I jokingly said, "I think he should rest for one more game" because everyone thought he was coming back for that game. Yeah, and um,
1: didn't matter because the tackles were the big terrorists. Yeah, it, did,
0: it didn't matter because. But then the the guy that I interviewed for Enemy Sidelines texted or uh, sent me a message. He said, "Well, you got your wish," and I thought, "Wow, well, I could have wished for anything in that moment in time." And I wish for Chase Young to (laughs) wait another week for his return.
1: Yeah, if you were granted one wish, that should not be it. (laughs) That should not have been my one wish. Nothing like that.
0: No, but I I think to your point with Damian Pierce, it's been really disappointing to see only eight yards on the ground, back-to-back weeks. The Texans have got to figure that out. Lovey Smith talked about it. They've got to get the run game going because it's got to start with the run game. And you've got Kyle Allen now coming in. He's going to get the ball. He's going to get all the first team reps. Mm-hmm. So he's officially the starter here in his second game. I don't know how long that's going to last. Will they go back to Davis Mills? Maybe they will. Maybe they won't. But I think to only it's only fair to Kyle Allen into this offense to get the ground game going. How do you do that?
1: I don't you know. How I don't do you know. do that? That's, I don't know I think what,
0: that's the magic question.
1: They have to figure that out because people are healthy along the line. I know they haven't had Britt since week one, but they re- they've run the ball well with the guys they have out there right now. Teams are playing against it. They're stacking they know, it. right. So you have to combat it somehow. I don't know how you do it. With Cleveland, though, look, they give up some yards on the ground, you know, middle of the pack to bottom third, but points per game. They're third from last, right? They give up more points per game than the Houston Texans average. The Cleveland Browns, ladies and gentlemen. So are there opportunities for you to move the football with Kyle Allen now in rhythm after one start? Okay, it was rocky at first and second half got going a little bit. Can he get going from minute number one in the game at NRG friendly, at-home confines against this Browns defense, which is not that great, but they do have Miles Garrett on the edge, and that's a big problem, so we'll see what they can get done.
0: Well, I mean, I think with Kyle Allen, I I, what I was expecting last week, and Cecil Schwartz and I were talking about it on the pregame show, was that you want him to just play, like, free and loose. It's house money at this point for Kyle Allen. Like, he wants to just get back out there and play, and, I mean, that was uh, the disappointing part, is that you don't see them taking some deep shots, and maybe that's just not in his wheelhouse, I don't know, but I know that... They think he's mobile, so maybe you do more stuff that plays to his skill set. And, you know, you've got a little bit more time to prepare for him being under center.
1: I think with deep shots, though, you've got to have the protection. You have to have play action working.
0: Yeah. Against Miami. It's easy to say, but right.
1: It was a tidal wave. I mean, it was like you're playing at the beach in the water. I mean, there was a wave of defenders every time he went back to pass or hand off. I mean, there was just no room to run and very little room to operate in the pocket for Kyle Allen until the second half, and maybe they softened up a little bit, but the starters were still in there, and then he started to move the football. And the fact that the Texans were starting to make a game of it and the Dolphins pulled Tua, the weird thing about that game, I'll always think of this, is the first two possessions for the Dolphins, they're trying to throw the football, and Tua is getting hit hard, sacked three times in two possessions. The Texans defenders were getting after it. He was taking shots. Their left tackle was out. And the Texans saw the quarterback get pulled and all of a sudden Skylar Thompson is in the game and they're producing three and outs like they're going out of style. But the Texans, you know, they got some things done offensively, got 15 points on the board, couldn't get any more. And that's where we left off. I it, I would have loved to see that one more score with a few minutes to go and just see where it yeah. took you. See if. You could really put the pressure on. I was like, are
0: they going to bring Tua back in the game if it's a one score game? That's what I'm saying. Skylar Thompson could not move the ball. And you're right, the hits that Malik, I think there was one, the one sack by Malik. Oh, yeah. On Tua was the one before the half that they were discussing on the TV broadcast. Like, is Tua going to come out in the second half? Like, there's a, it was a long conversation. Yeah. Between him and McDaniel's, and them discussing like, is he McDaniel? If he's going to come back into the game I'm or not? Glad you and they brought that. him in, then they took him out like the end of the third quarter. But I just, I I would have liked to see that myself. But I, I thought that the pass rush was getting after it. They were, they were, they were getting after Tua. I mean, you. Tua was in the game when they were getting all those hits on him. But Tua
1: flushed out to the left, right, for that one touchdown pass to smite the tight end. And I thought, oh, good. They got him going left. It's going to be tough. But, oh, yeah, he's a southpaw, And he's able to throw with the left hand and get it done. Now, you get Watson outside the pocket this weekend. We all know that can be big trouble for the defense. That can be a problem. So I'm not sure how it's going to go down. We've also seen Watson take some sacks, and he hasn't played in two years. So, Maybe that helps the Texans' defense. I don't know. But if Nick Chubb is having his way on the ground, then it doesn't matter, right? They're going to run the ball well. It'll be easy pickings in the short passing game on third and short or whatever it is. And Watson, that whole factor won't get played up as much because the Browns are running it. You still have to start with stopping the ground game or at least slowing it down.
0: Yeah, maybe you just keep them off the field and just have like, these really long, sustainable drives. How about that? How, How about, about that? that? Let's just not yeah. let the offense get on the field. Don't let them get in a rhythm.
1: You know, a little bright spot from Sunday, a little tiny one, little little tiny ray little of sun ray of through the dark <laughs> little, clouds.
0: Little s- star in the sky.
1: Dari Agunbuale, right? Dari had yeah. some moments. That first touchdown drive had a catch, had a run, got the final TD run, so he had right. three touches on that drive, I think, and there was a pass to Cook and they kind of mixed it up and played it well and they got on the board. All right, great. You're on the board. Now, start that early, okay? Play well early. This just in. When you score early, it really <laughs> It
0: really helps the game, everybody. Breaking news. But you know what? That was an issue even when I went back and I looked at the game book from... That final game in the 2020 season with Deshaun Watson as a quarterback. Like, the Texans didn't score a a single touchdown until after halftime.
1: Yeah, nine points, all field goals at the break of that game. And they scored
0: everything in the second half. Then they
1: erupt in the second half. And it wasn't
0: enough. It wasn't enough to beat the Titans. No,
1: it still wasn't enough. Look, that year, first halves were very slow for the Houston Texans. And I've seen this before. You know, 2010 was that kind of year where they finished top four in offense— Right, they mm-hmm. put up some yards. Arian Foster led the league in rushing. They could not score in the first half consistently at all. They had such slow starts, had to roar back in second halves, and they would lose at, at the moment of truth, at the hail mary to Jacksonville. That year, I don't want to recap all that stuff. The Jets, all those painful last minute losses. But the the point is, those years were similar in that way. That was a six and ten season. Twenty twenty was a four and twelve season. You just weren't able to get going early, and they've been having issues with that lately, and look where they are record-wise. Get going early. Hey, against Philadelphia, that was a loss. But you know what? It was fun to be in that game for a while. 14-14 at the break. Scoring on the opening drive. Try that on Sunday, please. It
0: would be nice. And maybe we'll see more Goomba Wale because Rick Burkhead is in the concussion protocol. We saw him oh, take yeah, that really point. scary hit Yeah. Uh, late in the game where he landed on his back. I was worried it was going to be a spine issue. but yeah.
1: Does Eno end up playing this week? If
0: that's that's where I was going with that. was that Eno Benjamin's been inactive for the past two weeks. Which is worrisome, I think, that if a player gets here and is not active you after the know. first two weeks, it's like, what's what's the deal? Because Why are they not ready?
1: And as we say this, look, I, I don't know anything. I haven't talked to the coaches about this at all. But Royce Freeman's on the practice squad, right? I just yes. saw his cleats out in the hallway for my cause, Oh, my for cleats. Because my my yes. we're displaying them. So I saw the Royce, because he has a two and a six. So I thought... Royce could be elevated if Rex is unavailable. That's I don't true. know. Yeah, I don't yeah, know if that's going to happen. He's been
0: here longer. He knows the system. So maybe you get him in there and then you get... You've yeah. seen what Dari Gumbali can do.
1: Well, I, I think your point is is great there. If Rex can't go, I mean, he's obviously got to be the second guy. Unless you yes. know, we see... Eno, well, we're not going to see it, but Eno erupts in practice or Royce or somebody else where they say, he's got to have the hot legs this weekend. But I think it's Dari. Dari's got his feet wet a lot this year and looked I mean, good. And they like week. him.
0: They like him in the receiving game. They like him in special teams. I don't know like. what Eno does on special teams. Maybe that's what's holding him back.
1: Maybe. I, to me, Dari is the kind of guy you want on your football team. He can play offense, he plays great special teams, mm-hmm. I hear. And You know, I'm not always the best evaluator of those things, you know. If Frank Ross says a guy plays special teams, well, okay, thanks, Frank. And I could see a guy making tackles, okay? I could see that stuff. He's running with his hair Great return man, great tackler. But the rest of it, well, this gunner, you know, he blocks the gunner really well. I don't know. I don't look at that stuff. I'm watching the ball. When Cameron Johnston punts, I have to follow the ball like an NFL Films cameraman with my binoculars, you know. If I take my eyes off the ball, I'm done. So, I don't see all the little nuances in the special teams game. I want
0: to get a camera back in the booth again for you to have a call because yeah, now it's the, this is the viral thing right now. Like I
1: keep, might have, I know. Everyone's show, are you so
0: jealous? They're showing like play by play guys.
1: I'm more jealous of the winning thing. I'm a
0: too. But, but we used to actually do that. There used to be a camera in the booth. Yeah, we'll get th- but it. But wasn't, it wasn't a thing the way it is now. Now I see everybody doing it. I see the Jaguars doing it. I see the they Vikings. They were starting
1: doing it. to do it. And we had some good moments, you know, we the did. 2018 uh, Lamar Miller run. We're in the booth there. They get me calling that. That
0: was. We need more of that. Maybe if the camera's in the booth, that'll change the time. You
1: know what? We'll start winning once we get the camera Let's in the get booth. Get the cameras back in because the booth. it's all about. I won't say it's it. all
0: about Mark.
1: <laughs> I won't. <laughs> you can say it. it. I'll say it
0: for you. <laughs> it's all about Mark. All right. It's all about Texans All Access. We got one more segment. We're gonna go around the NFL. Don't go anywhere. Final segment of Texans All Access. We go around the NFL. Uh, Colts last night, in case you missed it, they nearly came back and beat the Steelers. Matt Ryan was 22 of 34 for 199 yards, a touchdown, an interception. Where do the Texans and Jeff Saturday go from here? Jeff Saturday is getting a lot of heat. Uh, Jeff Saturday and what did I say? The
1: Texans. Jeff he's Saturday not and the here. Colts.
0: No, he's please no. <laughs> uh, Jeff Saturday and the Colts, where do they go from here because he's getting a lot of heat for not using his timeouts and keeping them in well, his pocket. Well, this is what
1: happens and look, I, look, head coaches screw up stuff all the time <laughs> on the clock, right? But yes. that and they ultimately lost, but I believe this. I'm watching that game and I understand that if they convert, okay, they can bang a timeout then and get it going, but here's the thing. When it's third down, you might want to call it because not only do you want to preserve a little bit of time, right? You want to get the play right. They didn't run anything good. Obviously, they didn't because it didn't work, right? Fourth down, third down. Go ahead and call a timeout just to get it right because I think they had two more. I think they had a full compliment going and into they're the final And they are running the ball stretch.
0: up the middle. So I'm like, you're running the ball up the middle. It's less than two minutes. And you don't you think call timeout. And you have time
1: plenty out. of time? Yeah, you have to get it right. And Matt Ryan could have called timeout. But Saturday should have called timeout, the feel of it. And this shows you, folks, when you're at home on your couch, it might look obvious and you play a lot of Madden. So it's like, yeah, go ahead and call timeout. When you're on the sideline, you're thinking about, well, what's the next play? What's this? Now, he's not calling the plays because it's Parks-Fraser, right? Yes. He's calling the plays. They're
0: uh, standing in. Mm-hmm. Play caller right but now. But
1: Saturday's thinking about a lot of different Why things. Why wasn't
0: he yelling in the headset? And I, I, I think we were discussing this a little bit know. earlier. Like Matt Ryan, for as many years as he's played in the NFL, should, see it. should have immediately been making the timeout signal.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Because look, if I'm Jeff Saturday, Matt, you have some autonomy here. You with know what's going outs. on on right. the field. If you feel like it's crucial to call a timeout, call we it. don't have our act together or whatever the situation may be, you have the green light to call a timeout, especially when we have more than one. Just say it. Just do it. Yeah. What's the worst that can happen, right? It's not like you're facing Patrick Mahomes. You're going to score too quickly, right? right. They needed a touchdown, and I thought, you know what? They still have a, a. Here's the thing about timeouts versus downs and all that. They still have a big chunk of real estate or a healthy chunk of real estate to cover to get to the end zone, and they're running out of time now. And they're, and they're preserving the timeouts is, is nice. Just ticking and ticking but, and ticking. but you yeah. have to make sure you convert. You got to get it right on the play call and the execution, and they didn't, and that's why he's taking the criticism. I wonder today.
0: how this is going to play out for them at the end of the year. What's, I mean, I I think even for Matt Ryan, is, or is he going back to being benching? Does it not matter at this point? Uh, Jeff Saturday, like, what is their evaluation of him? What's his evaluation of the team? Because you can't say we want Jeff Saturday to evaluate this team and then put him in, in, under the gun as well. Like, you're now evaluating him, and – well, I don't understand ev- what this is accomplishing. At it's
1: this the point. NFL. Everybody's being evaluated always, right? But he demands no to be
0: evaluated. Are. They're asking. <laughs> they're asking him for his evaluation now. He's right. He's being evaluated under the microscope.
1: And you can't say that he totally lost them the game last night, but he didn't help them out by not being better with the clock management late. And look, if he calls timeout at the proper time, no one's saying that that guarantees. Another first down or a touchdown or whatever the case may be. Let's say they tied the game. Are they going for two right there? That's what I wanted mm. to see. I wanted to see them get it into the end zone and make that tough decision. Do you go for two or not? I got a feeling they would have gone for two. Speaking I got a of two,
0: they... I, I still can't stop thinking about Laramie Tunsil missing the two-point conversion. I really wish. Oh,
1: that's so I sad. really
0: wish. I hope they do it again.
1: You want to talk about viral moment. Could yeah. you imagine? Pat, Ma- if Pat they,
0: McAfee tweeted about it. He missed, and Pat McAfee still tweeted about it that he was like, what an athlete. Yeah. So I can't imagine if he'd made it. It'd be all over the place.
1: Oh, that would have been so good. Yeah. That was I mean, so far from our booth. It felt like it was in the next <laughs> county. I you saying it's
0: so far from his hands.
1: I, <laughs> I have nightmares about being in booths like I was in on Sunday. Just, and you
0: can't see anything?
1: You just can't see on that end. And, you know, so sometimes I'd go to the monitor but the monitor's coming back the other way. It's reverse angle. So oh. you really have to have your wits about you. And I had to stand the whole time. I mean, I'm not complaining. I love what I do, and I kind of love the challenge of doing that on Sunday, because the booth is That is a notorious. weird stadium
0: configuration. Oh, of, they, yeah.
1: I mean, the Dolphins guys were saying, oh, how do you like our crappy booths? I mean, they <laughs> hate it. Yeah, I'm sure they do. And it's, it was just fun to be part of something like that, a challenge like that to try to get it right, because I thought we had a pretty good broadcast, but I would like That can't like be the worst result.
0: view, though, in the NFL. Life. It is
1: the worst in the The Dolphins win the award now, yeah, because they reconfigured the stadium and they moved the booth.
0: Washington was
1: bad. Washington was horrible, but this is worse than Washington. They have replaced Washington as the worst booth in the league. Washington's booth is actually kind of nice, but it's low and in the corner. This is lower in the corner. That's what it is. And the booth is jammed like you're in a broom closet, and you can't fit two people side to side. Practically, it's awful. I thought but that was a temporary
0: whatever. setup, but maybe that's just the regular. No, I booth wish setup it was. Now. But
1: the stadium actually—they did a really nice job overall with the stadium renovation, except for that. Except for the booth. And what's more important? Again, <laughs> it all comes back to the fans me. should have
0: recliners, but you—we don't want the away. <laughs> announcing team to be able to see the them what, what, why would they care can't have that all right well we do have texans matchup coming up next with john harris that's gonna do it for texans all access thank you for listening tune into matchup and uh, if you want tickets to sunday's game houstontexanscom slash tickets that's gonna do it for all access thanks for listening and go texans